0: We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like
1: craft beer for
0: your ears. This is the PT Pinecast.
1: All right, guys, we are live. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, I do want to say thanks to a couple of our sponsors for keeping the show on the air. Uh, my CBD store, cbdrx4u.com. We were talking about pharmacology not long ago. We did a whole episode on CBD cannabinoids i mispronounced it at the beginning of the show first of all that's how you say it in case you're reading it and you don't know how to pronounce it that's it uh was just talking to a friend who, op- who owns an outpatient orthopedic practice and he's like people are asking me about it and they're just taking and they're taking it because it's over the counter and i'm like what is your response he's like i don't know where to go to get the good information well uh, a physician curated it online at cbdrx people using it for sleep uh wellness stress reduction What's that do to their course of treatment? You should know. They're going to ask you because you're a physical therapist. So have the good information. Plus, we're going to give away some uh, pint glasses with CBDRX for you coming up very, very soon. So find them online, CBDRX4U.com. The pint glasses, if you want to sign up to win one for free, at PTPintCast.com. Excited for tonight's episode. We're going to talk about why you should be saying no more often. Why, though? It's, it feels counterintuitive. It almost feels like people say, take every suggestion, take every opportunity you can, just say yes. Jim Carrey even did a movie called Yes Man, and everything worked out really well, and then it didn't, and then he lost the girl, but then he got her back. I don't want to, spoiler alert for you, uh, but uh, but we're, we're getting into why you should maybe say no a little more. Format of the show is going to be different, so I'll introduce our guest, which is very, very uh, exciting to see people already chiming in and saying they can't wait to hear the knowledge bombs. From our guest tonight. So uh, without further ado, and you love you know how much I love me some ado, let's start the show. All right, there we go. Uh, properly starting the program today. What's up? This is PT Punkcast. My name is Jim McKay. I'll be your host tonight and probably tomorrow too because this is my show uh 50 fine a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight remarkable ideas and motivational stories here in the world of physical therapy excited for tonight's episode because i mean art imitates life this this show really is a lot like me bumping around in the happy hour of the professional physical therapy and whoever you bump into you're like hey what's up you seem nice can you teach me something i'm all ears and i uh I came across this topic with tonight's guest uh, on the internet, and I was like, okay, I would like, to, I don't understand this. I think I need to know this more. So, uh, our guest tonight, a board certified specialist in neurologic PT, who provides care for veterans with spinal cord injuries by empowering them to maintain their highest quality of life and function. Currently serves as well as director on the APTA's board of directors. Let's bring her in tonight, Heather Jennings. Heather? Welcome to the program.
2: Thank you for having me, Jimmy. You're
1: on the show. This is it. Welcome to my living room, as we say. There we go. <laughs> uh, Heather, we, we th- this came about like from a Twitter interaction, right? That's where this was. I'm trying to remind yes. myself. And so you were prepping something for CSM, right?
2: I was. So I was prepping uh, a TED-style talk, and I did a little plug for it over the summer. And things changed paths in the pandemic, and people were asking me, "When is this coming?" And there you were to say, "Well, let's bring it."
1: I was like, "Listen, if you did the hard work, and a lot, I saw that a lot on people who, and if you've never presented nationally, um, but you've seen presentations, a lot of times it can feel kind of like that duck where you see what's above the surface but not below. People who present, people who are, you know, content." Coordinators at things like CSM, the people, program directors, and and coordinating all those things. There's a lot below the surface. The 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 duck analogy. Those those little duck feet are moving a lot just to get a presentation started. So I was like, man, if Heather's got this really cool thing going on, and you put yourself into it, I was like, we've got to. I want to know what's inside this this package. So uh, we're gonna do something a little bit different. First, though, we get the hard questions out of the way first. What are we drinking tonight?
2: I have a gin mule. Ooh. Gin and tonic is my go-to, but I had no tonic and I had a ginger beer. So that's why I'm
1: like, well, well, cheers to you. I'm doing a Corona cause Hey, cheers. when in Rome, cheers. Thanks to our friends from uh, Owens recovery science, Johnny Owens and my team. Uh, if you're looking for uh, certification and personalized blood flow restriction, rehabilitation training and the equipment, you need to apply it properly. Uh, in clinical practice, OwensRecoveryScience.com. I want to thank those guys for being a sponsor for a couple of years now. Uh, Johnny's still certifying people all around the world. So check out that website again. And their podcast, Owens Recovery Science Podcast. Um, so I am, this is great. I This is the easiest gig in the world. I get to be kind of just a uh, part of the audience for the first you know portion of this. And you're just going to kind of like give us some knowledge. Give us a teaser though. What are we talking about? What would your, if I were coming out at CSM and I was going to introduce you, What what would the introducer say?
2: we're talking about learning to say no which is um, something i find very hard for physical therapists and physical therapist assistants anybody in the healthcare field really um but it's not so easy to do and so i think we say learn to say no but it's more to it than that
1: all right so without further ado ladies and gentlemen heather jennings on that two the two letter word no heather stage is yours thank you
2: so Have you ever cried over broccoli? Reframing your perspective on time, letting go of your fear of missing out, and understanding how saying yes can help you learn to say no, just may be the support you need so that you don't find yourself crying over broccoli. First, stop booking your unscheduled time unscheduled time is scheduled time. We give ourselves to others from the moment we open our eyes until we close them. If someone asks something of us, we find any way we can to fit them in. If you need help problem solving a work challenge, I'll find a way. You wanna meet for coffee? I'll make it work. You wanna to go to Target together? Um, let's see. Um. I have Sunday from 10 to 11. Great. I'll see you then. But when I was living this way, I was never truly present, at least not the way that I wanted to be. My head was constantly spinning my to-do list and schedule for fear of letting something drop. I'm sure many of you have felt the same. Paulo Coelho said, when you say yes to others, make sure you are not saying no to yourself. This requires a shift in mindset. I had to fundamentally view time differently. Unscheduled time is scheduled time. It's scheduled for you. Time to allow your mind to wander. Time to find what brings you joy. Time to read, move, maybe even nap, create time to do nothing. We think that we are selfish or that we cannot be successful if we give time to ourselves. But in fact, it actually fosters creativity and innovation. In the happiness track, Emma Cibola shares, the creative process requires an openness of mind, not confined by rigidity, boundaries, rules or other mental constraints so while we believe that success depends on staying focused and being productive non-stop without a minute wasted instead our success depends largely on time spent unfocused relaxing rather than working finding time to do nothing opening up the space in our lives that our brains need for creative processes. Next, let go of your fear of missing out and find the joy in missing out. We think that we have to take every opportunity that comes at us. After all, society feeds us messages that we must never quit, work harder, be ambitious, never say no to an opportunity. The stakes seems so high for missing out. But when we live this way, we are never happy with where we are and we are constantly working to stack more accomplishments on top. We view each opportunity as our one shot, but that's simply not the whole story. In the wise words of Brene Brown, in a world where exhaustion is rewarded as a status symbol, and productivity is far too often tied to self-worth. We must choose to support rest, play and recovery. Research supports that managing our energy through rest and recovery builds innovation, fosters creativity and brings us greater success. So make time for idleness, make time for silence, engage in play, create. When we feel happy and calm, we are actually better able to engage with the experiences around ourselves. So the joy of missing out is that we actually experience more by doing less. Easier said than done, right? This requires a second fundamental shift in mindset. For every opportunity that I say yes to, someone else who wants it could not have it. Without being conscious of it, we are corralling all these opportunities at the expense of our health, time with loved ones, and at harm to our creativity. It wasn't until I took a step back that I started to see myself as a witch hovering around her cauldron, protecting her potion for success. I didn't need a whole potion. What I needed was to start spooning it out, to share it. By deciding that I would no longer say yes to everything, I started to scan my network for their passions, to pay closer attention to the skills of those around me. I was able to say no to my commitments without feeling that I had dropped my responsibilities. Instead, I referred outstanding individuals and I was proud to watch them excel. Finally, saying yes helps you learn to say no. It's not easy and we tell ourselves over and over we need to learn to say no. People in our lives tell us to say no but how do we actually do that? I said yes to a lot of things, but I enjoyed everything I was doing. I was busy, structured, maybe overly so, but I was enjoying everything that I was involved in, working with veterans full-time, teaching children's dance classes, installing functional electrical stimulation cycles in patients' homes, teaching physical therapy students, training fitness instructors across New England, and being involved in an amazing group of volunteers working to advance my profession. And I learned from all of the yeses. I had amazing experiences and I followed my passions in various directions and I grew from each opportunity. And besides, Many of these came with extra income. How could I possibly slow down? Well, eventually all of those yeses led to a breaking point. My breaking point was when my husband jokingly swiped a piece of broccoli off my plate. The last piece of broccoli off my plate. Tears, I mean sobbing, hysterically crying over a piece of broccoli he was caught completely off guard. I was utterly depleted. And one piece of broccoli was the difference between us laughing and joking and me falling apart. It forced me to finally take steps that I had only talked about for years and let go. I could no longer let my mental health and personal relationships suffer for my decision to constantly say yes. Moving through my commitments, I started to notice a trend. I noticed which responsibilities depleted me and really exhausted me. And I noticed which commitments charged me up and got me really excited. At one time, everything I was doing had charged me up, but over time, it became too much. I could no longer fully commit to my obligations. Even that was not enough for me to finally pull the plug on all these yeses. What it took was the opportunity to do something that I really, really wanted to do. The opportunity to pursue this new path energized me more than anything I had done up to this point. I needed to find a way to maintain my health and family as top priorities while still committing to this obligation. And the thing is that I wouldn't have had this path to choose if I hadn't said yes to the decisions that led me to it. Where I stand now is you cannot do everything, but you can do the next right thing. It will change over time and it will feel different depending on the time of your life and your passions. But if you pay attention to the commitments that deplete you and the things that ignite your spark, it will guide you. That is, if you rest long enough to listen. And sometimes it takes a friend holding a feet to your fire and saying, I will believe you will rest when I see it. just is the push you need to actually commit. In a Gallup poll, they asked, do you have the opportunity to do what you do best every day? 80% of people said no. By shifting our mindset in these ways, we can be conscious about when we say yes or no. We can see That unscheduled time is scheduled time. It's scheduled for ourselves. That in fact, there is joy in missing out and it fosters creativity and success. And saying yes helps you learn to say no so that you can say yes to the commitments that really matter. And so that when I ask you, do you have the opportunity? to do what you do best every day. You can say yes, because you've learned to say no.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I don't wanna jump in too early, but I'm Heather Jennings. That's it. Okay, I don't wanna jump in too early.
2: (laughs) That's my final word.
1: Wow. I'm giving the crowd noise because I know people are out there watching and cheering along. Uh, I can't. Can I pan the camera down enough? Let me see if I can do that. I'll pan the camera down. I was taking notes like look at all the post-it notes. (laughs) I'll just scatter all over the place. So many things that you said in like the first 60 to 90 seconds. I was like, okay, guilty. Got it. Guilty here. I just even stopped writing down like guilty because the things that Mm -hmm. you were saying, you had me. From minute one, uh, cramming as much time in. When you were talking about, like, you know, do you want to go to Target? Well, I've got Sunday between ten thirty eight and eleven forty five. If that works, mm-hmm. um, and and it made me think of um something else we we actually talked about in the the Oxford debate a couple of years ago in Chicago, being um social media being the highlight reel, right. We see people being so productive. Look what I did this weekend. I had the same 48 hours you did, but I did apple picking and we went to a, well, back when you used to go to places, I went to an amusement park and we <laughs> went to a party and we went to this. And you're like, I cleaned my kitchen and I watched Netflix for three hours and I worked out and it was like, that's it. I did three things. But like, you mm-hmm. needed to only do three things so you could, as you mentioned, recharge the batteries. So well, let's start with this. I do what, think
2: that's a thing that contributes to burnout because people yeah. see other people accomplishing all these things. And you think I got to do more.
1: You keep up with the Joneses. What made you what made you mm-hmm. want to talk about this? Like, where'd that come from?
2: Um. So this actually came from I was talking to a friend um, who knew me when I was overly scheduled from like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. straight out and then would come home and. Pretend that I was interacting with my husband, but really I was immediately falling asleep. And um, so I was telling her that I was excited that I had kind of passed off some of my responsibilities. I had referred other people to it. I was finding time for myself. I was taking care of my health. I was exercising all these things that I had preached, but really like couldn't fit into my own life. And she was like, you know, we're doing these kind of TED style talks and it sounds like you should present this. And I was like, I'm still a work in progress because like you said with your post-its, like there's still things this week that I'm like, you know, that was right. really an opportunity to say no, but but I'll get there.
1: The big one that well, one of the big ones that I got here was this one, which is um not to say no, say no, but in terms of being a connector. So it's like almost like mm-hmm. the opposite of yes and, and like improv, it's like no, but um, I've got someone who I actually think would be great at this and my network, and let me pass this off to them cause you also mentioned like every time you say yes to something it's it's closing an opportunity for someone else so yeah and, mm-hmm. and i wrote down multitasking versus multi-doing like i might be doing i'm doing an interview right now but i could be doing an email and i got a text message what am i doing how many of those things am i doing well am i right. am i uh am i just draining like you know that's what i wrote down too what what are the things that take energy from me and what are the things that give energy to me and you should be asking yourself this like
2: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes it's just well, simple or complicated is writing it down. Like how'd your, and this goes back to me hating the fact that I have to say that reflection, because I hated doing it in PT school, but it's actually a good thing. Um, in terms of like, sometimes it's like writing it down. And I had that from Sky Donovan, who I already commented on. She's, she'd watch me at CSM and I'm like, well, there are 24 hours in a day and I'm at CSM. So I'm going to make sure I jam pack those things. And I'd be burnt by day three out of whatever five. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, I'm a work. I mean, we're all a work in progress in this, but you put words to it, so I like that. I like. Oh, and uh, oh, I had I, I I people who watch the show or listen to the show. No, I usually grab a book off my shelf, off to the side. You were talking about needing to unscheduled time. Right? Is scheduled time for you? And this book, which I which has come up on the show before, which is where do good ideas come from? The Natural History of mm-hmm. Innovation talks about that. I mean, they start he starts with Darwin and he's like Darwin yeah. was on the Galapagos or wherever he was and he was like just watching turtles and the reefs. And he didn't really have a schedule, which you're like, "Sweet, man." But that mm-hmm. that left a void for him to be able to think. And then he brings it back to uh Stephen Johnson brings it back to present time and saying Google and Amazon, they have 20% time, which is they say, "Yo, 20% of your de- of your week is doing something that's not work." And they're like that sounds dope. That's one day of the Nothing. week. Yeah, yeah, but we're going to get ROI on that because things like Gmail was, was created from that. The buy now button on Amazon was created in 20% time. So it feels yeah. like it. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but pat, pat, I said, not, <laughs> I said, notice something this week and I felt guilty for the first 24 hours.
2: It's so hard. How- yeah, you how- do feel guilty. But I think the more that we get comfortable saying no, and and like I said, referring other people, because it kind of helps us manage that, but it also shows those other people that you said no to something and it's okay for them to say no right. to something.
1: Like I felt um, qualified. I was like, I love your project. I would love to help. I am overbooked and I would not be able to, I, I almost felt like I did to like, it's not you, it's me. And I felt guilty yeah. doing it.
2: I'm in the middle of reading um, *Being Mortal* by Atul Gawande, oh, yeah. and there's a piece where he, the author, says that he reached out and he asked him, like, if he had any time to talk to him, and he said he responded saying, "No, I don't have any time," and so he was like talking to a colleague and said, "Oh, he must be like really busy writing a book or doing something," and they're like, "No, he's on vacation with his family." And like, Uh, he just protects his time. Got to. Like, you have to have that time. Like, how many times you're in the shower, you're driving with the radio on, and you have a great idea. But when you're booking meetings while you're driving and you're booking meetings during lunch, there's no time for it. Your mind to kind of process.
1: Well, the last the last big point that, that I wrote down, which was which was a word that I I love when words either have dual meanings or 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 live in two different worlds. And you said productivity, so you can like you know in business or life productivity, but then particularly in PT in in, in healthcare, there's a productivity standard. So mm-hmm. it's always, that is beat into you if you work at a, at a, at an organization or a facility or 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 uh, an outlet that's like measuring you by what how great Mm -hmm. your your services, how great your clinical care is, or are you being measured by a percent? And that sort of gets beat into you and you might take that home. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep. So we um, launched a physical therapy in the DED program about two years ago. And um, I've been really pushing that even though they wouldn't necessarily have eight patients a day, they may not be this certain amount of productivity. Like they've already cut the prescribing patterns of the ED physicians by so much. They prevented so many admissions They have prevented down the line costs like the the value is there. It's just not how you're looking to define it.
1: And this this brings me back to um, like so (laughs) because I overbooked myself and everybody who's backstage at the during at the podcast is just nodding and staring at me. I can see you. this goes back to like gig workers. And I do that. I do voiceovers still. Why? Cause I'm like, Hey, I got 20 minutes. I can do a voiceover. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I like those things. That's sort of a give mm-hmm. the energy, but some people will say, Hey man, like how much for a page of this? And I'm like 150 bucks. And they're like, but it's gonna take you like eight minutes. I'm like, well, um, I'm a voiceover artist, right? So you, you can't do this. I can, cause this is my voice. not Um, and it, and I can also do some production but it'll take me a half hour. And they're like, well, then I'll pay you for a half hour. It's like, but it took me 20 years to be able to do this in 30 minutes and do it mm-hmm. that well. So you don't yeah. pay me for the minutes or the hours you pay me for the years. It took me to be this good and mm-hmm. some hard time wrapping their head around. that.
2: Yeah. I've seen, a, I have a friend that's a photographer and she frames it the same way. People are like, well, you're only taking my picture for 30 minutes. She's like, I can take it for 30 minutes because I'm skilled to do it in 30 minutes.
1: Right. And you, I mean, you watch someone who's a master at their craft. And I love that word. We talk about that word a lot. And it's like, you watch a, a, you watch me as a, as a PT student in clinic, and I would use like 500 words to explain something. And a really, I remember some of my CIs would say three words and I'm like, so you said three words and I said 150, but you got the same result. Actually you got a better result with three words or or a gesture or a raise of the eyebrow or mm, just a photo of the brow. And that shows you where, I mean, it's cliche, but less is more.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. I love this. I like this format. I would love to know from the audience. Because it, it was like Ted, it was TEDish, right? I mean, like I said, listen, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, do your thing. And then I just want to, I get to be like the audience and then come in and chime in with questions. So I like it. Yeah. Tails chiming in saying this was great. Um, are you ready to do three questions? This is like the script. I audience. am
2: ready.
1: Yeah, let's do three questions. This is one of my favorite parts. All right. Three questions brought to you by our friends at Fusion Medical Staffing. Let your PT license be like a license, right? You get your driver's license. You're like, I can go anywhere I want. Uh, Your PT or PTA license, you're free to do what you want, where you want to do it, where there are people that need PTs and PTAs. So um, hashtag travel PT, fusionmedstaff.com. They even have uh, job transparency because you know how it is. It's like people are like, oh, there's a job. And you're like, where? Um. Just give us your information here. They're like, no, no. We'll just we'll give you the information, the pay, where it is, the setting, whatever. Like, we'll just be transparent. You're a professional. I'm a professional. So, see what opportunities they have online. Fusionmedstaff.com. All right. Had their first question. Obviously, is a where question. You're in the northeastern Massachusetts and New England. Once it's free to move about the country, where's somewhere you're like, yeah. Once I can go, I'm going here.
2: I am dying to go to Hawaii. And we had a family trip planned last October because my parents, one, my dad retired and my mom was going to retire. But now she's like, well, I might as well just keep working at home because there's nothing else to do. Um, So we were going to go. So that's that's next on my
1: list. Hawaii and people all the time. So Colorado, California, Hawaii, uh, Alaska actually get mentioned a lot. But there are positions there because people are like, I bet you there's no point. I knew somebody. James Spencer used to go from Hawaii to Colorado to Massachusetts to Colorado to Hawaii. There Mm -hmm. are people, any PTs. So again, FusionMedStaff.com. Second question is a what question. What's something you've watched or read or listened to? Book, movie, podcast, something that you think the audience could get value from?
2: So usually I am like very on board with recommending leadership, self-help, self-motivation, those kinds of books but I'm going to go a little bit differently and I'm going to recommend watching John Mulaney stand up. If you have not seen him, Um, he is family friendly and he has this one skit where he talks about when you ask a child what they did on the weekend and they come back to school on Monday and they're like, Oh, I did nothing. And then when you ask an adult, what did you do this weekend? They're like, nothing. I did nothing. And it's just like this totally different perspective and great feeling. And I could totally relate to that when I started to unschedule myself.
1: Like naps. Remember naps when you were a kid? It was like someone was putting you in jail and now you're like, oh my God, I took a 45 minute nap. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. And that goes right along with what you just talked about for 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is a different perspective change, man. I can just feel myself taking a nap right now. Uh, Last question is uh, all about people, right? So who is someone the audience should know more about?
2: So the person who got me involved in doing this talk, Amy Lafco, I met her through the HPA Catalyst LAMP Leadership Program, and we've stayed connected through some projects since then. And she's been a great mentor to me in going through like a leadership journey. And she has a book coming out, People First, in February. So I'm eagerly waiting to read that because it's right up in my alley. Um, but so she is, is somebody to know. What is her she She's a PT, and then she was in kind of like management, people, um, leadership. She has a consulting company now that works on building teamwork. And so we work together quite a bit through that.
1: It smells like another episode to me. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like a pre-book release episode. I like that. All right, that's three questions. Again, FusionMedStaff.com from our friends over there. Hashtag travel PT. Uh, last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. Party Shop brought to you by uh, our friends at the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. They've got some really, really cool ISCs. That's what the cool kids are calling them, they're independent study courses. If you're uh, you're doing some work and you want to level up your orthopedic game, who better than the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy? So check out what they have now. I believe they're cooking something new in terms of current concepts of orthopedic PT. Yeah, they've got some of that coming. I mean, they're constantly revising because new evidence is coming out. So who better uh, than the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy? Again, orthopt.org. All right, parting shot, sort of like a soapbox mic drop moment. Uh, The stage is yours. Heather, what do you got for us today?
2: So it's really the same themes. Stop booking your unscheduled time. Find the joy in missing out. And learning to say no comes from saying yes, so that you figure out what your passions are. And practice some self-compassion because it's always a work in progress.
1: Yeah, I love that. Well said, as people are chiming in here, saying someone said to schedule some unscheduled time. I like me some unscheduled time. And look, Renee chiming in with Archimedes was it archimedes or euripides i don't want to euripides you but i think that might have been i don't know archimedes uh the eureka that was the eureka moment right when he got in the in the bathtub and he figured out how to, to find the volume of an uh unregular unshaped object and something i don't know that was seven know. um <laughs> i love that that was cool the lesson Thank you for having me no let's do this again let's just let's do it again let's not schedule it now let's schedule it way later though because Let's schedule some unscheduled time. Heather Jennings, thanks everybody.
0: The P.T. Pinecast is a product of P.T. Pinecast, LLC.
1: It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. (laughs) And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second-year PT student Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend.
0: This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.